Yeah, I would say um, if the the senior, the male senior pastor is running the women's Bible study. Oh yeah, I think that's, that's weird. Yeah, that I absolutely. <laughs> I um, think snakes are weird. Even. even- in high school podcast i'm joseph mitchell i'm your boy and we are just two guys who wish we would have known more and we thought we knew it all he even tried to throw me off i did i'm trying to like make it to where he can't say that so good yeah um dude i uh i think this has been a fun time of recording podcasts Uh, we've gotten some good feedback yeah i hope people like it i mean if you don't yeah don't we i I mean we haven't even really tried to promote it that hard. Not really. Other than just kind of tell them, our friends and family, like, hey, go listen to this. It's I ju- good. I just posted on Facebook for the first time today. Yeah. I'm going to get the Instagram rolling, like, probably today, honestly. Whatever. You yeah, do, it's okay. You do you. Yeah, man. It's Holy Week. You're not going to be busy this week. Do it then. Oh, it is Holy Week, dude. We got Holy Palm week. Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday. What is Monday, Thursday? Monday, Thursday. Um, Have you heard of the Last Supper, sir? Yes. Yeah, that. We do that. Um, we celebrate um, the last night with his disciples. Um, uh, okay. It's they kind of really, they just named it as confusing as possible. Yeah, they couldn't call Monday, it. Monday, Thursday? Yeah, Monday, Thursday. Yeah, it's in, I never knew what it was. Some people call it Holy Thursday. Um, but you, call it, you know what we, what we should call it? Tell me. Last Supper Thursday. It should be. Yeah, a lot of people do like foot washing during that yeah. time. Um, I think my, it's super weird. My feet are gross. I don't want somebody to wash my feet, dude. No offense to Jesus, but like that's weird. But that was I, a cultural norm during their time. Oh well, because their feet were really dirty. We yeah. like have showers, so um, we don't shower with each other on Holy Thursday. Yeah, we got to think of what what is what, what could a modern time foot. Okay, we're getting off track. No, um, we're not. What's a modern day foot washing thing that you could do to really like really serve somebody and show them? I think honestly, it would be to make dinner for them. Yeah, for sure. I think that's like a big thing that like a lot of parents especially i think struggle yeah. with like getting the kids around and making like i think that'd be a big thing for parents that i talk to at least of like if they just came home and dinner was made yeah i'll tell you what we do for our monday thursday service it's one of the coolest things what do you okay. do um we do we don't do foot washing we do hand washing stations right oh. and the first station is like super nice china it's warm water i wash i pour water over your hands and then like i'll pat your hands dry with like super nice towels the next one, the next station, um, it's like not as nice stuff. Like you have to like get things yourself, kind of do it. And then the next station is like paper products and like paper towels that really don't dry. And it's cold water, and you're washing your own hands, and then you're drying them yourself. And it's like a really cool moment of like, wow, look at the servanthood that really happened. Like at the last supper, at yeah. the last supper to, to go and wash their feet for them. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about finding a church. Wow. I have one of those. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. One of, one of one in this room. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, let me tell you, finding a church is something that's super important because you are finding a community of people who, um, can help you grow in your faith, yeah. but also, just genuinely help you grow as a person. Yeah. I think it's important too to define what is a church and I think Nick just hit it on the head right there is it's yeah. a community of people that all want to grow in their faith in Jesus Christ. 
Absolutely. And that does not have to look like the traditional show up on Sunday morning church. It does not. That can look like what Nick and I do through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes at Northfield High School. We have 40 to 50. Well, not 50 yet. Yeah. If they get to 50, something great will happen. We don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. If you're listening, we we don't know. Uh, Yeah. Um, We have like 40 to 45 kids that come and the kids give the devotion. The kids bring all the donuts. We run the game. Yeah. But that's about all we do is run the game and the rest of them kinda, growing growing in Christ is kind of on them. Yeah, um, which, which is, is cool. super cool. Yeah. I mean, it's great to see high which schoolers cool. and junior high kids want to want to learn more. Yeah, no, FCA is great. It's it's a lot of great stuff happening and the kids are running. They're they're learning how to grow in their faith as their own community, which is what we try to do. Um that's really what we're trying to do. Um and then I think church can also look like what you do with youth group on Sunday nights. Absolutely. That is church for some kids. A lot of those kids. That is their church. Um, and then on Thursday nights at your house, you also have a young adults group for anybody, I guess, who would consider themselves a young adult. Yeah. Because we, we kind of have people ages like 18 to 30. Yeah. We, and we weren't 18 to 30. We were very much 18 to like 25, 26 there. And then we added Brad and Biz, which yeah. has been great. Um, and then Nathan and Sarah are coming to kind of just help out with the with yeah. the chosen aspect of it. Yeah. And I think, and for some of them, I feel like for them, that's when they get the most out of growing in their faith yeah they go to church too on sunday mornings some of them don't some some of them don't and some of them that's where their church is that's where they yeah. have their community that helps them grow and closer to Jesus. so that's important that we define what it is before we start talking about how do you find a church yeah like how do you go through this and it's super practical for me that we're talking about this right now because i'm actively doing this yeah um and it's hard it is and it's it's every church has something that is going to be amazing Yes. And then there's going to be some things that, you know, you're going to have to learn to be okay with. There is no perfect church because no. there's no perfect people. Oh, man, that um, is amazing. Right. And I've had to learn this the hard way because the reason I'm looking for a new church is I have left the church I was attending. It's true. We're not going to dig into that right no now. No need to. It could be hours. Yes. Um, but uh, that's why I'm doing it. And so I have very much so experienced at the church that I no longer go to. They had some awesome stuff. Yeah, they did some amazing ministry in the community, and then there was just some of the other stuff be- that went on behind the scenes with how they ran the church and how they managed money that I just couldn't couldn't do anymore. Yeah, um, and so that that but just understand, like don't when you're if you ever are looking for a new church, you're not going to find a perfect one. No, but Pe- you have to find the one that is the best for you and your family to help you guys grow in your faith. Absolutely, people ask me all the time, like being a pastor, like what's the what's the best part of the church. And I say the people. And then they say, what's the worst part of the church? And then I say the people. people, Yeah, Yeah, it's just hard. It's, you know, people have lived different lives and that culminates to a different perspective and they, how they act and what they think is okay. And it's just, it's, it gets really hard sometimes, but what is a good quality that you would say, if you are looking for a church, what is like, this is what I would look for. Yeah, I think. One good quality is that there are people from all walks of life that go to that church. Um, you may not, like in Wabash, you're not going to find a lot of racial diversity. That's yeah. that's not any church's fault around here. Just, There's just not a lot of racial diversity to begin with. Yeah. But if everybody from that church is a farmer or everybody is an accountant and more wealthy and they, they all come from the same demographic. Yeah. That's that's a, a concerning thing to me because that makes it feel like only certain people are welcome. 
That's so true. Um, if every if every single person, I'm gonna be, bring politics into it too. If every single person is a Republican and is like, nope, this is how we believe. We're and or every single person's Democratic or more left. That's a concern. So are you? You know, that makes me think. Why is why is there nobody that doesn't fit into this category that goes here? Is it because yeah. you don't make them feel welcome? Yeah. The um, the church thrives and is at its best when people are not the same. Yeah. And for for you to have people from all walks of life, you have to be loving and accepting of them. Yeah. Um, even though they may be sinning, maybe they don't even know Jesus Christ as their Savior. They haven't accepted him and truly started to have transformation in their life yet. Yeah. But you have to love them and accept them. Um, I think that was a big one. I think another um, big red flag, are we doing red flags and green yeah, flags? Yeah, are yeah. we doing, that was, a, we said green that flags. A, that was a good positive Another thing. definite green flag is um, they're doing service in the community specific mission-minded service like not just like helping like yeah we want to help people Mm -hmm. but they're helping people with the idea of teaching them about jesus yeah your church does the hot dog ministry through that great which is really cool which is they you guys go out and give people hot dogs and that's the perfect opportunity for you to them share about jesus share invite them to church just Just, love on them just walk go through life together with them talk to them get to know them invite them to church teach them about jesus through that yeah um so that's another green flag is they're doing mission outreach and they're doing outreach in the community and service in the community with the the mindset of we want more people to know jesus yeah no that's absolutely true and i think um for me another green flag um would be uh the major theological things like the major things i think it's okay to agree with the major things yeah like baptism and like, if you do, you in this church have a similar stance on baptism yeah. and salvation and um, what it means um, for God's grace to to come into your life. Um, I think that those are super important things. Yeah, um, things that are not as important. Um, do they hand you a bulletin on Sunday morning? Like, I don't. For yeah. me, who cares? Like, I doesn't matter. Um, do they um, play the music that I like? For some people, that is like a yes. It has to be this for me. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's like a good point of some of these major theological things. If you don't agree with the church that you are visiting, that's probably not, just not the church for you. Yeah. Um, and I would I would say you know salvation, baptism, yeah. like Nick said, um, how you know how we are forgiven for our sins. Yes, is another one. Um, legalism versus what's the op- what's like the other side of that just not legalism just not legalism yeah. <laughs> you know do they believe in legalism or not legalism yeah um those are some pretty major things that you you need to agree it's hard to go to a, it's hard to go to a church where you yeah. disagree on that yeah i think some things that maybe you don't have to agree on um and if you want to disagree with me on these you absolutely can is um you know i think should women preach I, I think I don't think that's a hill to die on personally. I know you might disagree with me. I would that. die all yeah. over that hill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, that's just not one. But I think those are things you have to figure out for yourself. Yeah. It's and um, it's okay to have different viewpoints than other yeah, people. That's like why there's make, so many different denominations. We're making a podcast together, and we both just said opposite things. On I said I wouldn't die on the women can't preach. Yeah. Thing, and Nick was like, Yeah, I would absolutely die on that hill. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, is human sexuality something? Is that the hill that you just can't yeah. die on? Um, for some people it may be for myself, it's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are things. So, so those are some green flags. Those are some pretty good green flags. I think another green flag I'm going to mention is do they have a strong children and youth ministry and presence 
I love that. Because if they don't, my question is, where's the next generation being mm-hmm. taught from? If they're not being taught at church, you know, what, what, it, what, is, what is influencing them? And the answer is going to be social media. Truth. Um, if, they're, if you're not teaching them at church, then they're going to learn from social media. They still yeah. are learning from social media, even if you are teaching them at church. That is true also. So I yeah. think that's another big green flag. Yeah. Um, I think a red flag for me. Now, these are these are super personal, mm-hmm. right? So these these are super personal. Um, if there are not let's let's remove the women teaching and preaching. Yeah. But if the staff makeup of the church is white and male and only white and male. Yeah. That's for me. That's things that I look at. I'm like, why? Yeah. You're yeah, I think that's those are things that are yeah. interesting. So a lot of the red flags are just the opposites of the green flags that we've talked about. Like a big red flag for me would be there's no you guys are not doing anything to try and teach you're not doing any service and outreach in your community. Absolutely. To teach more people about Jesus or at the very least just get them in the doors. Yeah. If you get them in the doors on a Sunday morning, they got to sit there and listen. Yeah. Um, you know, and United Methodist, it's not going to be a long service. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I think, I think that's definitely a red flag. I think a red flag for me is how the church handles its money. Yeah. Um, the same, depending on how they handle their money and how open they are, how transparent we talked about this in an episode not long ago. Um, if the church is not, this is actually another reason why I'm not at the church I'm at anymore is they're just not transparent. There's one person in charge of all the money and everybody else hope just kind of, well, we trust him. We hope he's doing it right. No, I, I think it's biblical for the church to be transparent about where every single dollar is going. I agree with that. Um, and I know it's a super personal thing. Like you are a pastor. Yeah. Like, Every church that I had been in, except the one I was just in previously, the, like if you wanted to know the pastor's salary, they would have handed you a paper that had the budget, and you which could have is, found out yeah. the pastor's salary. Which is wild. All of our salaries are transparent. Yeah. At Wabash First. That's a Methodist thing. In the Book of Discipline, if you ask what people make, um, it should be it should be given. Um, we could, yeah, we could give you like if you called and you said, "How much does Pastor Nathan make?" Yeah, I would. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's a. I think that's an okay thing. Yeah. Like, cause you don't want, man, nobody's a pastor to get rich except some pastors that are there to get rich. Yeah. And that's the ones that are, oh, well, you know, we don't like to discuss money. Those are the ones that mm. I'm seeing a big red flag of, Yeah, are you here to teach people about Jesus or take their money? Yeah. I'm not that's doing the, that. That's my first question to that person. Like, why do you care? Um, and I understand that that's not a normal thing in our society is sharing how much money you make with people. In but, my world, it is, and, but, but like I'm not going to ask you how much money you make. You but, can look it up on the internet. Yeah, I'm but, a public school teacher. Oh well, that's true. Well, and let's say you weren't. Okay, yeah. um, it you would can. be weird. Like Kara, it would be weird for somebody to say, "Kara, how much money do you make?" Yeah, and here's another thing we don't like to talk about in our society, but we can probably estimate. Oh, <laughs> I could get pretty close. Yeah, but here, I mean, you and I could probably take a stab at each other's right now. Not, I don't know what yours is, and I you don't, don't know, know what yours my, is, and, but I bet we could get pretty close. So I think if the church isn't transparent in money, that's definitely a red flag. What's a, um, you kind of already said, what's another like red flag that wouldn't just depend on personal preferences? Like that's just, just a big red flag for a church. Yeah. I would say, um, if the, the senior, the male senior pastor is running the women's Bible study. Oh yeah. I think that's, that's weird. Yeah. That, 
I absolutely. <laughs> I um, think snakes are weird. Even even if you're in like a Southern Baptist denomination or a denomination yeah. that says women women shouldn't be teaching. I went to in college a church I loved, mm-hmm. um, super conservative Southern Baptist church, um, and they like women didn't teach men. Yeah. Um, but women taught other women, and yeah, pastor had Pastor Amos, amazing, amazing man, but he had nothing to do with the women's ministry as yeah. he shouldn't. Yeah. Um, I think that's yeah that's definitely a huge red flag. I would say snakes. Yeah, that's. I mean, man, to each his own. But I don't need a snake to bite me to tell me I'm not clean. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think yeah, and that happens. There are snake. Yeah, there are snake churches. Um, and I would say, um, generally, this is a gross one. Okay. Yeah. But I know of churches that do this. Hit me. They like, they think of their pastor as like their dad, like they're like, yeah, he's my like that's pastor, but he's also my dad. Like that's creepy. It is creepy. Bethel just went through that. Yeah, it's weird. I, yeah, I would say anything that's like those last two things—the snakes or thinking of the pastor as your dad. Yeah. If if you're uncomfortable with it, then it's not the church for you. It's that. If you if you're sitting there asking yourself like, man, this seems really not normal. Yeah. Because maybe you've never been in a church before, so you don't know. You don't know that snakes and thinking of the pastor as your dad isn't normal. Yeah, because you've never been in church before. But if you're sitting there thinking like, man, I've heard it, people talk about church and like this does not how the Christians that I know in my life act. This is really weird. Yeah, it's probably because it is. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I have I've, I've been at some most of the churches that I've been at all. Well, I've only been to three yeah. and two of them have been phenomenal and they never had anything where I thought of the pastor as my dad. Or had snakes bite me to see if I was clean. Yeah, like, and if they weird. did, I would I would run out the door. Yeah, I would. Um, I would say that's a great gauge. If you're uncomfortable, that's not it. Yeah, that's not it. People have to pretty an good extent. Gauges. Yeah, I mean, and to an extent, like part of it is, I mean, as you start to learn about Jesus and accept Him in your life, yeah, there's going to be some uncomfortableness of cutting away the old you. Yeah, and the and cutting away the sin of your life. Yeah, I'm. That's talking, not what we're talking about, but like. Yeah, like, yeah, like the church is trying to force you to drink wine at communion, and you're like, I'm 13, I don't want to drink wine. Yeah, Catholics do that. Catholic, does yeah. That. yeah. Um, but a, well, we don't, we don't have enough time. I mean, here's that. here's the thing: is that a spider on my wall? It is. I just noticed that. Oh my, has that been there the whole time? I don't know. I'll go kill it. Do it. Okay, guys, I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live reenact. Oh, I'm not gonna reenact. I'm gonna tell you what's happening. Joseph is grabbing a crock. Wait. Are we crazy? That's that spider just disappeared right in front of my eyes. I don't know what just happened. I watched you pick up the shoe and then I went back to look at the wall and it was not there. Did we have a spot? I think we were hallucinating. I saw you pick up. Like I just I lost eye contact with that spider briefly. Wow, you just never know what you're gonna get. A disappearing a phantom spider, spider in this that house. That is insane. This is absolutely off the rocker. He is like actively hunting this spider. He has the crop. No, it's definitely it didn't go up. We would have seen it crawl up. I think Where did it go? It would have had dude? to drop down. Dude, that's insane. Phantom spider, dude. Ghost spider. Uh, oh man, that's wild. I'm sorry to alert you, Roscoe. Yeah. Okay, what were we talking? Red well, flag. actually, we're at time. So, oh, that's great. Yeah, uh, I was, I was going to wrap it up with spider murder. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, guys, this has been a great episode talking about church and other things and spiders and phone calls. And um, I don't know. We talk about a lot, a lot of times. Yeah. I love it. Guys, uh, we will be here next week, every Friday on wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been Peaked in High School with Nick Smith. And, and Joseph Mitchell. Oh, I was going to say and for you. We'll get it eventually. We'll see you guys.